All right, then I guess we can go ahead and get into Jujutsu Kaisen, Season 2, Episode 7, The Evening Festival. fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime thematics where we talk about all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. Today it's me Brennan along with just Colton for the first time in That Anime Podcast history as Jordan is in Florida with his family at Disney World again which I think is the second time he's gone this year. Yeah, <laughs> it seems, or it seems like it at least I'm not sure. Yeah, if it is or he went last year at some point, but they go a lot or they've been going a lot. So just me and Colton today. And Colton, what have you been watching anime wise? Uh, just the regulars, as you can tell. Um, JJK, of course, which we are talking about. Shoku Tensai. Um, I did finish the One Piece live action. Got to say it was we'll pretty good. Up. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about we'll, that little. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Bleach, of course, and then uh, Rent a Girlfriend and a few others, but nothing new. Are you not watching Zom 100 anymore? Oh yeah, I am still watching that, but I have not watched the latest episode. Or does it come out on Mondays? I'm I can't not remember. Sure. I think I'm. I haven't watched since the uh, the break, since the episode where they were like trapped in the mall with those girls. That's the last one I've seen. So I'm probably like three or four behind at this point. Oh yeah, yeah. They've had like like three since then, but. Yeah, I don't know I think why I'm I fell off. Up. I just need to. I need to get back to it because it's one of the only other ones I was watching this season. Yeah, besides Jujutsu Kaisen, it's been pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think I am caught up on it actually. Yeah, I've just been. I've been watching One Piece, the anime, like a madman because I. Well, I guess the live action re inspired me, which yeah, I've I been g- kind of watching it, but I've been like crushing episodes, like skipping, not the intros, but skipping the recaps and like getting through them as quick as I can. And it's a pretty good arc right now anyways, but I'm just trying to get to the uh, Gear 5 because I feel like I'm missing out, but I'm still like, I think it's in like the thousand something, but yeah. I'll have at least 50 more episodes till I get to that point, but so, I don't want to, I thought about skipping ahead and just watching that episode, and I'm like, damn, I'm so close, I'm not going to cheat know. myself. Might as well. I've I've seen so many of, what do you call it? TikToks and everything else around just showing that episode, so it's basically like I've seen it. Yeah, I almost watched like a Crunchyroll catalog. I don't know, it's just a YouTube channel. It's like just Crunchyroll collections, and they had like two minute clip of the Gear Five thing, and I almost watched it. But I was like, "Fuck no!" I basically I know what the form looks like through mm-hmm. pictures, but I think they're starting where I'm at. They're starting to get into like I know how he's gonna unlock the power. I think he's kind of learning a new. <laughs> A new technique right now, but One Piece has been good. That's good. But have you thought about starting One Piece because the live action, or hell no? Um, I have, but I don't think I'll start it from the beginning. I may start where the the live action left off. I want to kind of know: did he go? Does he go Gear One? Is that actually like a gear? Or is it just straight to Gear Second? Or is yeah, he already it's just second Gear? 
Okay, so he's Second already in first, first gear. One. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't have a first gear. I guess that's just his base. And yeah, second gear is his first one. Okay. I think there's some. I think they have a lot of them capsized into movies, certain areas. And then there's also a list you can look up online. I forget there's a name for it that'll get you through One Piece. It hits all the important episodes, but it cuts it down quite a bit. And then there's also YouTube compilations that are like, you know, hour and a half. That could probably do the same thing, get you clear of that first arc. Cause, okay. I mean, it is a slow start, but it's also like some important shit for the growth of the characters. Yeah, because I've, I've definitely thought about starting it since that live action, which the live action kind of got me pumped. Like, no, it's actually a pretty good story. Um, You said it was pretty true to the at least the anime. Not sure about the manga. Yeah, as far as like adding stuff, I mean, it obviously like anybody like you probably know just because you know how long One Piece is, they had to cut shit out. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, when you're squeezing in, I mean, I think probably maybe anywhere from 75 to 100 episodes is what they basically covered. I, I'm not for sure on that. At least easy 50 on the low end is how many yeah. episodes it takes to get to our long. So, like, they compressed some shit, obviously. And yeah. I, yeah. You could kind of feel that. Like, it felt like uh, Sanji was just like, he joined the crew the same way, but it felt like he was just like, I don't know, he didn't really have time to breathe. Like, he joined the crew, and they were, like, already going to save Nami, and he was, like, in that yeah. shit. Like, he was ride or die, like, out of the gates. Right. Which wasn't weird to me, but uh, looking back, I was like, yeah. And I saw some stuff about they didn't really, like, flesh out Usopp as much, but yeah, I still think it did a good job. How did you feel about the characters? Like, did anyone, like, not stick out to you? Did they seem like... There's more to them, or did it cover it pretty well for someone who hasn't seen it? I thought, it, I thought it all it covered all of them pretty well, but like you said, like except Sanji for the most part, because yeah, they kind of gave a little backstory to him, but it didn't say like where he learned to fight with his feet. Like where did he get those powers, or where did he learn that fighting technique? Uh, yeah, I guess like, I didn't think about that. He learned it from Zeph, the chef, which I guess you can kind of assume that, but it never says, it never shows him train. And yeah. it also never says that he doesn't ever, he doesn't use his hands when he fights because he's a chef. And it never said that. He just like shows up and he kicks. Yeah. But like in the anime, he like basically fights with his hands in his pockets. And that's because like his hands are only for cooking. So yeah, they did just, he just kind of could fucking kick people. And that's all they ever said about it. Yeah. That's what really kind of threw me off. I was like, they're not even going to say how he learned to fight or where his, at least everybody else, they kind of gave like a, Backstory on their fighting with Zoro. He wanted to be the greatest swordsman. He grew up fighting, playing with swords. Yeah. Uh, Luffy, I mean, he was trained by his grandfather, who was a Marine, so he could somewhat fight. Nami, she was basically a pirate since she was a young kid, so could hold her own. Yeah, and they, she's one of the people, which I'm kind of glad they did it, but the, she fights way more than she does in the anime, like, especially early on. Like, she gets more skilled as the anime progresses and, you know, gathers abilities, but... In the early going, she does have a bow staff, but yeah, they added a lot, a lot of her like getting in, getting on the fights and stuff, which that, that's what was I actually figured. pretty nice because they didn't make her like OP, and she was. It made sense that she could do that, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I can't really remember her fighting too much in the early goings. She's always, I mean, known for her slyness, I guess. Yeah, that's what I figured. Thief more so than squaring up. Yeah, because I remember seeing her a lot when anime or One Piece first came out. Like you saw Nami a lot, but now as the it's how far it is, you 
barely see her or talk of her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's even like right now where I'm at, they just because the cast is so big, like the crew, and then they, they go into these side characters and villains pretty deep too. A lot of the times the crew is hardly ever fully together. They're always like split into like two or three groups, sometimes four. Yeah. And so I know. Like sometimes gonna... like Zoro won't be in it for like 40 episodes. Yeah, that's what I hear. he's not where they're at. It's just like. <laughs> he always wanders off and that's where you get the Zoro, where Zoro at meme. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just straight strategy. Like, and then I don't want to give away any arcs. But yeah, I think you should watch it. Just get through the first, <laughs> the first lump of it. Watch YouTube. Whatever you can do to get into the the thick of it, because it's it's worth it. Yeah. I'm getting some emotional moments right now where I'm at, but yeah, this is one of right now probably like my at least top three arcs. Probably not yeah. my favorite yet, but I'll have to see how it ends. Yeah, it, it's definitely changed my mind. I'm I'm I was never against like One Piece. I was just you know like it's there's so many episodes out and I just don't want to. Yeah, it's hard to get into. There's into not very it, many. Yeah. But, How many uh, people are starting animes that aired in 1999? So it's like, right. you can tell. It's crazy looking back, even the animation now to fucking what it was in the first like couple seasons. It looks fucking old as shit. It looks ancient. Yeah. And it was like, back then for me, do I start Naruto or One Piece? And I chose Naruto. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it was the last of the big three that I hit. Just because I thought, I felt like I had to. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was my, I thought it was a duty. Of mine yeah. to watch all the anime. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, anybody who hasn't watched the One Piece, which I'm sure most people have, or are going to, if you're listening to this podcast, for sure listen to it. And I haven't really talked to anybody that has watched it that doesn't know anything about One Piece because I don't know if I know anybody, but I've, I think I've watched a few YouTube videos, and I think most people think it's okay once they realize that it's a little bit goofy, a little bit different, and accept it for what it is. So. Yeah, uh, I don't. Still nothing on renewal for season two, but yeah, I'm thinking it's it's pretty safe. But they did say Netflix. I got it as news, but I'll say it now. But uh, they did say like what is it released last week or is this the second yeah. week? Yeah. So this is the second week. Uh, it should. Uh, this they say this week is pretty crucial for it. So I'm assuming we'll find out pretty quick if it does well or yeah, not. Yeah, I think it. I don't want to say wrong, but I think there's. It's like you have four weeks to do it and. Something in there is like after the first two weeks, the viewership can't drop more than 60%. Like all these different metrics that are just like set in stone that yeah. if it doesn't hit them, it's gone. But I don't know. I just, maybe it's because I watched it and, you know, watched a lot of animation. I just feel like there's a lot of promotion for it. A lot of cast interviews floating around from different publications. Like they're trying to keep it relevant. So hopefully we can at least get a few seasons out of it. Yeah, I am hope so. I mean, it's definitely... I'll say it's Netflix's best live action they've done. So, yeah, I mean it's probably the best live action anime ever ever created. I'd have to say I can't think of one that even comes close. Yeah, because I checked it. I think yesterday it was. It's not number one on Netflix anymore, but it was number two. So, that's and as long as it can stay in that top five ten area, it's probably a good sign. Yeah. All right, go ahead with the news. All right, so um, we got some news about Boruto anime. It is getting delayed, and we'll be back probably in 2025, 2026. So they've not been showing anything right now? It's been off for how long? I mean, it's been off for a few, shoot, a few months now, maybe about half a year. They didn't oh, even dang. finish the first, they didn't even finish before the time mark, but 
they're delaying it because studio is trying to increase quality of episodes, which I get. I mean, there's a lot of backlash on Boruto for so much filler. Yeah, I saw also that you may have this in the news that they delayed the the four episode release of the Naruto remasters. Yes, they did. I wonder if they haven't given a, a date for that either yet. Same reasoning to update the quality of animation. Yeah, I wonder if uh, old studio Periote's struggling. They may be because they've known that. They've been bitten bashed lately for their Boruto episodes have looked shitty. Yeah, they, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of it, but just even some of the old Naruto, they'll cheese some animation for sure if they can get away with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, on to One Piece live action. It was first place in over 60 countries, so that's a good sign. Um, it was number one in U.S. for a while. It is not number one currently. Last I checked, like I said, it was number two. Yeah, that's true. I think it. It'll probably be good then. I, f- I forget. I saw something about that too. Like it's killing it in like more than just the U.S. So yeah, that worldwide audience that it has, it's got to be season two. And if it does well, definitely over in Japan and China, it'll it'll do well. Yeah, there's enough bodies around the world to keep it alive. Yeah. Um, we have a reputable. This isn't. This is a game related, but pretty close to anime. But a reputable leaker gives an update on the long rumored. Final Fantasy 9 and 10 remakes that are supposedly in the works at Square Onyx. Um, I don't know if you know, but me and Brennan are pretty uh, big Final Fantasy guys. He just played uh, 16. I've basically yeah. watched someone play it, and our favorite's Final Fantasy 7, and I would probably say both of our Final Fantasy 10 is probably the next favorite. Yeah, uh, 10's probably my favorite, but okay. I didn't know they were doing a 10 remake. I knew 9. 9's going to be... I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be like an in-house remake by Square. I think it's like one of the ones where they outsource it to like a third-party company that specifically does that, and they're just going to basically make it look pretty hmm. kind of thing, update the graphics. Because 9 is, I don't know if you ever played 9. I played 9 uh, not that no. long ago, probably like five or six years ago on the PS4. I downloaded a version. It's fucking, it's a great game too. Kind of yeah. one of those ones we missed because it was like, you know, 7 and 8 came out with their, you know, very popular cyberpunk style and then nine like went back to like the middle ages yeah and then 10 so it's kind of like an outlier but story-wise it's a good one yeah so i mean and i've been people have been craving for that too for a while so yeah i'll definitely be playing that yeah a lot of people are craving for an eight remake a lot of people say that it needs one more than nine and ten does because ten to be honest, if you play that on the PlayStation 2 now, it still looks really freaking good. Like, And they've already remastered the shit. Like, I have yeah. it on my PS4 or my 5 now, but I right. have it. Like, And it, yeah, it looks great. Like, it doesn't really need a remaster, honestly. Yeah. Because that game was, like, probably the biggest graphical, like, achievement of the time, without a doubt. Like, that was crazy. There's, like, the CGI cut scenes they were doing, like, consistently... It was, I mean, yeah, so I still think it holds up. That's why I'm like, I don't really need a 10 remake, to be honest. Like, I'll I'll play it, because I play 10, like, every couple years, but, like, the graphics don't fucking ruin the game by any means. No, like, I'd be the same, so I don't even have a gaming system right now, so. But I thought that was cool news. Um, we do have the Rising of the Shield Hero 3. It will be released. Oh, I had it. What is it? Sorry, I gotta pull it up here. It does come out with a trailer, Rising of the Shield Heroes Season 3, and I th- want to say it comes out October of 2020, so next month, holy heck. 
Shit. So be we'll, here. It's going to cross paths with JJK. I know. So we may be having to do double ups because that's like our yeah, trademark probably. here. So October yeah. next month, the Shield Hero season three returns. He has risen again. Um, uh, Hayo Miyazaki is back. The enchanting first trailer for, from Studio Ghibli, The Boy and the Heroine, is here. So Studio Ghibli's back. They got a new movie on the works. There's a teaser trailer out right now. Don't know the official release date as of yet. December oh, 8th. Oh, yeah, you're right. There it is. December 8th, 2023. So, shoot, just a couple of months away now. So, uh, we were doing, back in the days, we had a Studio Ghibli movie review. So, we may try to hit that one up as well. Uh, we'll do that. We've been doing all the new shit, mostly yeah. Shinkai, but we'll for sure do that one. I I did watch the trailer on I wasn't going to. I've said before, if anybody remembers, I was just going to go into it blind. Because that's what I did for Suzume, and it was a good way to do it. Yeah. The only reason I ended up watching it is because... Well, one, it was like a YouTube ad. It was, the ad was the trailer, so I ended up just watching it because I'd passed it before on YouTube, but I guess apparently this was supposed to be his last movie that they weren't going to do any promotion for, uh-huh. but I guess he's already decided he's going to do another one, so this is no longer his last movie, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch okay. the trailer if he's doing another well. one. So it's not his, uh, what do you call it, his... uh. His magnum opus, yeah, his final one. So I, don't know, I think one. he already, I think he already did that with Mononoke or Spirited Away, but <laughs> Mononoke. I don't know about that one. I mean, that was just the grand adventure with the music, Maybe and it was a long away. one. I mean, but, Steph's his most popular. Hmm. Yeah. All right, and uh, final news of the night is Goblin Slayer season two will premiere on October sixth too. So as y'all know, we all watch that, so we'll be watching that as well. And that is the news I have. All right, and then I guess we can go ahead and get into Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Episode 7, The Evening Festival. So basically, we pick right back up where it was last week with the fight between Mega Mechamaro and Mahito continues. Uh, it just kind of gives us a quick recap that he reminds us his victory condition is Satoru Gojo. Like He's trying to get to him, and then he knows he can survive. But he's got to get through these two. And it goes back to he uses one year of his curse energy attack. And then uh, I think it cuts to the opening after that. But that was all basically recap. Uh, just cashing us back up from the fight last week. Nothing new there that I saw. Um, no. And it kind of goes that Mechamaru's attacks, when we get back, his attacks can't affect Mahito's soul. So we know the one year it kind of roasts his skin, but it doesn't, it's kind of annoying. It's just one of those things where it's like, <laughs> you're fighting, you're always trying to fight even. It's kind of like the demons in Demon Slayer. You're yeah. like fucking them up, but since they can heal, it's always like, that shit's <laughs> it's not really here. fair. Yeah. I mean, I guess Gojo, since he can like use reverse curse energy, he can uh, heal himself. But with Mahito, like this dude's just like, since we met him, like every time he gets in a fight, like. He's just getting bodied by whoever fights him, but because he's like the curse and he can heal himself, he's always survived. Which, like, this dude's freaking... I'm starting to hate this guy. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Uh, Mahito. Mahito, yeah. God, he, he he is pissing me off a little bit. I was like, God. he's Which is good. It's like good writing for the show, like, because I think he's supposed to be, like, an annoying as shit, but yeah. he is. Like, I'm... And I knew... I'd, I'm just ready for him to die, because I'm... Yeah. 
He's he's a smug little bastard for sure. I I feel like I know this arc says heartbreak, but I feel like Mahito, he will die this season. Like, I hope. yeah, I saw some uh fucking I don't know it could be a troll, but I saw like a major spoiler uh, when I was scrolling through TikTok. I'm not gonna say what it was. I'll, if I remember, whenever we get to that point, I'll say is it some <laughs> some other effort spoiled it for me. But. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard, it's too, sure. right now. Like, I'm seeing shit, too, and it's pissing me off. I'm usually good, but this one was like, just a sh- I'll remember it if we if it happens, and I can say the meme, and everybody will be like, yeah, that's pointless. This dude's just freaking tr- trying to ruin it for people. Yeah. But the fight continues. Uh, Mechamar- Mega Mechamara uses his, what he calls the Miracle Cannon, um, which I think he, he uses two years, so, you know, down to 14 years left on his Curse Energy. After that attack... Yeah, he notices uh, that he uses a simple domain. Yeah, he uses that later. This is the part. So he uses that attack, and this is where uh, it was where Mahito was like coming down his arm. And this is where Mechamaru says, he, You won't break off your attack. You're not paying any heed to his attacks. And that's when he'll shoot this, and that's what you're talking about. He had the simple domain. It looks like a little mail carrier cartridge kind of thing that he has in his hand. And yeah. at this point, we don't know what it is. He's just like, alludes right. that, hey, like, he isn't, my attacks don't work. He thinks my attacks don't work, so he's just taking hits, and he's going to come get me. And this is a secret weapon. At this point, we don't know. It's a simple domain, but he states he has four chances. And after we had the four chances, he goes freaking use K Urameshi and goes oh, yeah. with the spirit gun spirit finger. Gun. <laughs> I was hoping he would... uh I don't know, they'd do some reference, but he didn't have a name for this attack. But he pulls out the spirit gun, his finger opens, and he shoots it. And the shot does land, and it hits Mahito right in, like, the chest area. And immediately it goes in. He thinks, he's like, haven't you learned? Or I think, does it hit him in the back, kind of where the chest is? I'm not sure, but it hits him there, and he's like, haven't you learned? And then all of a sudden it, like, spirals, and his arm gets freaking shredded, and it's pretty satisfying. And then right as he's... Like, oh shit, what the fuck happened to my arm? That's when Mechamaru goes up in the air and fucking puts a boot to his face. Yeah, put to And just <laughs> sends his ass flying. And that shit, that was a satisfying moment. Cause that was. I, that was good animation, too. And I forgot to say it when we started, but I really listened to the opening. Uh, it's fucking fire with this opening and the animation with it. Oh, dude. Yeah, I can't it stop keeps listening getting to better. Yeah. I was like, shit. I don't know. <laughs> You gotta listen to it like, oh, dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, and it kind of, it doesn't like bang as hard as some other ones, but it kind of hits. It kind of opens up at the right moment, though, at the same time. Yeah, you're like, it does. Oh, I was shit. like, yeah. When they're walking and we knew, in there. We, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a good one. And we we all said, too, that like once we know the vibe of the arc and the more, that's how a lot with a lot of openings. Even this last opening, I think the first episode, I was like, God, oh, it's a little underwhelming. You know, they could have got Eve, and now it's like my favorite opening of all the Jujutsu Kaisen ones, so. Yeah. I don't know if this one will beat that, but it's it's for sure another legendary one in the making. Oh, yeah. But he puts that boot to him and sends his ass flying. <clears throat> Mahito keeps, like, changing shapes and, like, flying around. Yeah, turning, he says... He, like, turns into a fish once and then turns into a bird again. And, uh... And he said, he like, tries what, to make uh, it. What's he Go say? Ahead. Uh, Mekamaru said, uh... Not Mekamaru, Mahito said that, uh... His soul's not, he can't repair his soul, because I guess that shot did actually damage him. Yeah, the shot damaged him, but I guess when he was flying away as a bird, he, like, reshaped his body, and Mechamaru 
Yeah, he noticed this. That. He's the one who said it that he was just trying to make it look like he didn't, which I guess made it more obvious that it did work. Mm-hmm. So basically, he like had the little acknowledgement that okay, this shit's working. Like I can do this. And then this part after that, Ghetto it cuts to him and he kind of makes an acknowledgement like, oh shit, like he came really prepared for this battle. And if things keep going this way, he might have to get involved. He didn't outright say it kind of like cut away. He was just like, I might have to. But I guess I took that as like, I may have to like step in and save this shit. I don't know. What did you think of that? Um, You talking about uh, Ghetto stepping in? Yeah, like, no, he didn't step in. But after he landed that shot and had him on the run, it like cut to Ghetto. And he like said how Mechamaru was like really well prepared. And he didn't yeah. expect this. And he said, if things keep going, I might have to. But he never said exactly what he might have to right. do. Right. And he says he's almost, like, he could almost be considered a special grade. Yeah, um, with the amount of curse energy he had. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't ever think he was going to step in. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think he cares if Mojito dies or not. <laughs> That's um, what I was wondering if the, he, the only thing I could think of is that, like, I thought he may step in just because if Mojito was going to lose, I don't know what the Shibuya plan is. And Mojito may be pivotal yeah. to that plan, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, like you said, Ghetto didn't seem too concerned about it. Yeah, he was still smirking and shit, but after that, he goes, Mechamara uses Pigeon Viola five years, so he was at 14. That's another five years by my calculations. He's got nine years, and I've, I've always took this as, he may have said it last episode that if he uses all that shit, I he dies. He's not just like out of curse energy. Like he's fucking dead. Like that's his life force. That's kind of how I've been looking at it. And the uh, pigeon viola, it's the one that's like rainbow scattered shot, and it kind of it's heat seeking and it like chases him all over. Which to me, I don't know how you felt about it. it. Seemed a little wasteful for five years. Like if I'm using five years, I'm having the man point blank and just blown his freaking face off. Right. <laughs> but I mean, he it lands, but man. Most of it missed, and then it has like three chasing him at the end that kind of hit. So I don't know. It just he seems like he's getting a little reckless with his years at this point. Yeah, he's just stacking years on top of years, and I feel like I know the more cursed energy he uses, the stronger the attack. But I think it's also the more yeah. susceptible it is of just I don't know spraying, almost, but not hit anything. Yeah, it's almost like a. Uh, Back when Naruto first learned the raw sun shuriken, you know, he only had a couple of them hoes to throw around, like, so he had to make sure that shit landed. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, I would, like, set shit up, maybe hit him with one of the domains and then blow off, like, 10 years, but point blank only. Like, I know he can, like, heal his soul, but just blast him to smithereens. Right. I mean, he's still got nine years, but still, like, he's going through it, and that one just didn't seem like good. But as he's doing this, uh, Dodging this attack, Mahito acknowledges that he doesn't know the difference between the attacks. He doesn't know if it's going to be one of the ones that does hurt his soul or if it's going to be a regular attack. So, as an early in the fight where he was just like, nah, fuck this, like, I'm just going to take a hit and go at you. When he first got hit with it, he's just dodging everything right now because until he knows for sure, he's not risking it. So, a little bit of, of a heads up move there by Mahito. Um,. And as he's going in and saying this in his head, he like cuts the little wires behind Mega Mecha Maru's head to like connect to his head, um, to his body. And this like makes uh, 
Mechamaru kind of shut down, and it says like error messages in the uh, inside the cockpit. What did you think? Did you think he was like down and out after this, or what? Because it seemed like it might be terminal. Yeah, I mean, are we talking about like when he went into Mahito's domain? No, it's like right before that. He like cut the wires, and then it like said error. Oh then, yeah, yeah. I don't. It didn't really affect him too much, but yeah, not. It's like it's like a. Gundam, like you just knocking off all the shit behind you, but uh, yeah, but I guess it's right around the time he landed the second shot, so yeah, he's starting to believe that he can probably win this thing. Um, and then it goes right, like he's hype, like he's like, I can fucking do this. And then, like you said, Rises is about to happen, Mahito expands his domain, and it is called the self embodiment of perfection. So, as soon as uh, he thinks he has a little bit of hope into the domain and it's kind of like a psychedelic kaleidoscope thing of hands like creepy weird because uh, this is the first time we've seen Mahito's domain because when he unlocked it against Itadori and Nanami it was still incomplete back in season one I don't know if you remember that I just yeah, did I because I watched it recently he like yeah. accidentally I'd... created a domain at the school but Ghetto said it was still incomplete so yeah, I remember now he's mastered it because that's where they make the meme of Itadori and Nanami fighting them, Mahito. Let him get up, yeah. let him get up. <laughs> and they just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I hope they do that shit again. I mean, in I the know. opening, it shows that like him and uh, Mahito, Itadori and Mahito are like about to clash in the opening. And yeah. I think that's kind of like, a, since he killed Junpei, it's kind of, I think it's a fight that we're all waiting for, like a revenge arc. Yeah, so and, It's going to happen. For sure. Like and I know that opening has a lot of foreshadowing for all the characters on there, like but I hate to just yeah, look I've it seen, up. Yeah, I've been seeing some shit I forgot already. I when I watched it the first time I was like, I gotta talk about that, like in the oh, opening, yeah. like some yeah. stuff came up and I was like, What's that mean? Yeah. Like I could point some stuff out too, but then it it kinda spoil it because I've seen some shit too, but you you already know because that's just how JJK is. There's there's foreshadowing in all of their openings they've had. Oh, yeah. So. Well, <clears throat> so Mechamaru is down after the infinite domain, as we know. You're basically fucked if you, if you fall in someone's infinite domain. Yeah. Unless you go, Joe. So he's all cocky. He's walking away triumphantly. Um, and it shows Mechamaru. It has, like, his little digital dash, and it shows, like, the nine years and a couple months, and all that wipes to zero, you know, insinuating that his life force, curse energy is dead. And then Mahito, this is where he says, uh, basically saying, like, did you think I would hold back? Because, like, we had the Shibuya thing. So I'm guessing that Mechamaru knew quite a bit about their plan if he was really thinking that uh, he'll hold back because we need him for this. But Mahito says that 10 days is plenty of time for him to fully recover. So I guess uh, that's just showing that he's going to be ready either way for the Shibuya arc. Um, yeah, and this is where Mechamaru. He has two more of the secret weapons. We still don't know what they are, but this is one of the one things I wrote down because it's pretty important. He says, "Devising the Heian era, an era full of fierce curse spirits and curse users, when Jujutsu was at its height, by Satsuna Ashia to protect his disciples. It was passed down in his school, and a pact forbade his students from intentionally conveying." that technique to others. 
It's a means to protect themselves from others' domains, a domain for the weak. So that basically just describes it. What we kind of, just because we've watched it and anybody's watching it, as soon as it hit him, um, we kind of knew what it was. And because it kept flashing to the blue haired girl, and I don't know if you know her name. I'm blanking on it. I don't know if I ever knew it, to be honest. The one he has a crush on. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember it either. Yeah, it kept going to her even like, oh, it's Kasume. before this. Kasume. Yeah, her, Kasume. And yeah. we knew, because I've recently watched season one, we knew she used the technique, Simple Domain, um, in the, the exam between the two schools. Uh, she tried to use it on Maki. She like pulls out her sword and makes a little domain around around her. You just have to get real close to her for it to work. Yeah. So I guess she's like the master of simple domains. I'm not sure. But that's basically what he tells us more about the simple domain and what it is. So I guess Mechamaru is not master domain, but pretty uh pretty clutch thing to have, I guess. I don't yeah. know if that's just like cursed seal things. He had those scrolls or how all that works. Not super important, but definitely yeah. clutch for this fight and they said that yeah like this uh it's confirmed that this domain technique neutralizes all other techniques because i wrote some stuff down too earlier and damages anyone and they said that this would even affect gojo yeah which is pretty op as fuck yeah so i'm that sure means... gojo would find a way out of it but yeah like the, yeah. the domain thing where it's like you're in there like all hits fucking land which always has me thinking, like, damn, that's just so overpowered. Like, why would you? <laughs> I mean, I know it takes a lot of cursed energy, but it's just like such a freaking trump card, which yeah. makes me worry about like all of them, like Itadori, Fushiguro, Nobara. Like, none of them have domains. So I feel like if they go against a big curse like this and they go into the domain, they're fucked. Maybe not Itadori because Sukuna can always help him, but. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. It's just one of those OP things that we don't see a whole lot of. And the only people who... I mean, Gojo went into one on purpose just to, like, for basically a teaching lesson for Itadori. But other than <laughs> yeah. That, but yeah. there's about to be some domains popping off <laughs> in the next few episodes, I'm sure. But anyways, you, as he's saying this... Go ahead. I was just going to say, it makes you surprised that not a lot of people know about it, but you think it'd be a thing they teach, but... Yeah, I know. they. I mean, I'm sure they do, but yeah, like throughout everything, they haven't like talked about more people like trying to learn one. Maybe that's in the next arc. People are going to be working on their domains. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. But as he's talking about that, he lands one through the gut of Mahito, one more of his domains. And he says the new, new shadow style, simple domain. And then again, it flashes to uh, the blue haired girl, obviously, because she's the domain and yeah, he loves Kasume. her. So he lands that hit and he's. He's basically feeling fucking good. He thinks he's won, and he turns his attention to Ghetto after this. I mean, why wouldn't he think he won? He was in a domain, hit him point blank. And I, I didn't really know. I didn't think he won either. It's just because... Yeah, it's, it's we too know easy. Mahito's gonna be, yeah, we know he's going to be in Shibuya. My real hope for him was just that he would make it out of here some way, somehow. But So he thinks he's won. He's pretty hype right now. Uh He's got nine years left still, and he's got one simple domain as well. So he says it's like a happy miscalculation that he didn't have to use it all, and he turns his attention to Ghetto. And he's really believing in the hype right now. He's like, I can win this. I can see everybody. And then he gets fucking drilled by Mahito. And 
yeah, that's it for him. It activates uh, a regular Mechamaru, like the normal yeah. size Mechamaru. Yeah, he summoned it comes behind out. him. Yeah, it's like his last ditch effort or his fail safe. Um, and then the plan is, so he had one more thing left that he was going to use on uh, Ghetto, which I don't know if he needs to use it on Ghetto since he's not a curse, but and his plan is basically just to freaking take that shit like a knife and just fucking kill Mahito himself. So at this point, I'm like, yeah, he's he ain't winning this thing. Like he done used all his good tricks, and Mahito's bested him at this point, which sucks. But it's pretty much over. Um, and as it goes, this it cuts back to Kos- what's her name, Colton? Kasume. <laughs> Kasume. It cuts back to her. She's like sitting on the bench where we left her last episode by Mekamaru and his. You know, one of his Mechamaru's just sitting there. Um, and she just says how she wants to come visit him sometime and talks about how, you know, they all have, like, good relationships now. And maybe they didn't before because being close makes it that much harder when they die. And right, we've already seen through, the la- through season one and then through the uh, hidden inventory arc that, yeah, freaking, if you're a sorcerer, people are going to fucking die. So it... It definitely checks out that you wouldn't get too close to your colleagues because I don't know what the percentage is. pretty low right now, but I got to think throughout time, it's probably like at least 30% of people are dying. Yeah. One in, one in every three about. Uh, basically, at the end of it, she states, one day I want to come see you. And then it cuts away, and it's kind of like a beautiful scene of like the destroyed Mechamaru in like the sunlight on the riverbank right as she says that. So it's pretty sad, but very poignant for sure for characters that we don't know that well. Um, Because from season one, we basically just knew about him. We learned that, you know, he is effed up, was in like that tub, had no legs, one arm, and that he liked that girl. So I think this season did a good job of getting us to know his feelings for her and what he wanted to do. So it actually made the death um, carry weight. I don't know if anybody cried. Maybe some, but it had some weight behind it, I would say. Yeah, I definitely. It made you feel for him the short time we got to know him. And uh, he did. He, he put up a great fight. And uh, I know what his, uh, why he turned his back, not really turned his back on his team and friends. Uh, he wanted to get his body back so basically he could be with Kasume in real life. Yeah, it was all, a, it was for love. Calculated. It was all calculated, kind of. I mean, yeah. he knew he would have to beat them at this point, but I guess that was the, a risk worth taking for him to, you know, yeah. be there in presence. Which I can respect that. You know, I don't hold too much against him for betraying them because it was not because he was evil. Just it was a little bit selfish, but you can understand it's a very human thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Which this fight was just it's kind of weird seeing it at first. It took me a while to like adjust because it's like Jujutsu Kaisen. It's like. A mech. We just watched like a mech fight almost, or like an Attack on Titan fight, is what the vibes are giving me. Because his mech didn't make like robot sounds; like it yelled like a Titan when it was hurt and shit. Yeah, it did. It, it, I was trying to think what t- it reminded me of some kind of mechs I've seen before, but shit, I can't remember. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of like Neon Genesis slash. Yeah, uh, in a way, yeah. also Darling in the Franks style mechs. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of because they're yeah, kind of hooked up like that. Yeah, but very not what I not a fight I ever expected to see in uh, Jujutsu Kaisen for sure. <laughs> it's always been you know small scale, you know human on human, but 
I guess every, there's always room for some kaiju fights. Yeah. So, uh, Ghetto and Mahito are walking away, and this is basically where Mahito explains what I think is kind of plot armor because they needed him to survive for the next arc so Itadori can square off with him. Basically, he made himself burst apart at the same instant that the technique activated. So he basically, like, spread, I guess, spread apart his body, like, reshaped it right where the domain hit and right before it activated so it didn't actually destroy him. Yeah. Which, I get it. That's a thing that people do. Uh, I can't think of other things, but, like, where people, like, move their body. Demon Slayer, the little uh, Tanjiro, the first um, upper moon he fights, the little spider kid, removes his head before Tanjiro cuts it off because he knew he was going to get cut off. Um, the Kamui with Obito, you know, you can, like, suck it in. So people do that, but it's like he's in a domain. It's in a domain, like, the hit's supposed to land. But that's that's why. That's how they explain it to us, which I accept, I guess, but wish it was a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, definitely could have been explained a little better, but I know they're trying to really get to this Shibuya arc, it seems like. Because it's yeah. already starting next episode. It's called the Shibuya Incident. <laughs> yeah, and this fight was basically the bulk of the episode, and it gives us a, a bit of foreshadowing. Not really foreshadowing, it's some straight-up foreshadowing that it talks about uh, simple domains, and he's like, good thing we you know, went up against it before you know, the big day. So basically, the, some simple domains are about to be coming into play. Some innate domains too, for sure. But I think the simple domains are going to be... I don't know if people are going to be bringing them like that or it's going to be a more common technique used to land a hit amongst the sorcerers. But I, I don't know. I feel like they gave us a pretty big explanation on it this episode and then them walking away talking about, like, good thing we went up against it. So yeah. I'm thinking of the Shibuya arc. The simple domains will play a role. Definitely. So that concludes that fight, and then it cuts, and it's 7 p.m., October 31st, 2018, and it's taking shots around Tokyo, like the Tokyo Atlas is what it says. Yeah, Tokyo um, and it's like com- completely empty. It's showing like completely empty shots, just like cutting away, and then it says, at this time, a 400-meter veil was lowered. Um and then this is where it finally, it's, we don't get the commercial here on Crunchyroll, but it like does the Jutsu Kaisen, like in Japan, it's where they take the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes back. And the same scene that was empty where we were is now filled with people from Halloween. So those same streets, like the Tokyo crossing area that was completely empty, the cut before is now filled with tons of people for Halloween costumes, which I don't know. I feel like I was looking hard, especially on my second watch. I feel like they missed an opportunity to really like throw in some Easter eggs. <laughs> you didn't see anybody in any like they could have had like a Naruto out there, like a Luffy. <laughs> I'm like they should have had didn't. some <laughs> I know, I'm I couldn't believe it. Even if it's not like a lot of time mangakas will do that. Um and then they'll do it in the anime, but I don't know. I just feel like it would have been a great opportunity to just freaking just start shouting out every freaking anime, just like a Deku walking around, but yeah. It was all just basic Halloween costume, so I mean it's not not a complaint, but just a missed opportunity. And one girl she notices that the veil is starting to form. She points up in the sky and is like, Do you see that? And the guy with her is like, No, nah, you're crazy, like I don't know what you're looking at. And this is where it starts like kind of cutting back and forth at times. It's twenty fourteen in Tokyo Shibuya. Colton, what time's that? I know you guys used that at the fire station. You said twenty fourteen? 
2014. That's 8.14. Yeah. So at 8.14, Shibuya Tokyo is the next time cut. And this is what uh, Ichiji, is that his name? I don't know, the, the taxi driver drives him around. He tells them, the veil only traps regular people inside. Regular people are only able to enter it. It varies for windows. Sorcerers and assistant supervisors are able to come and go. So basically, the gist of what we need to know is that sorcerers can go in and out of the shit as they want. Regular people cannot. So if you're in there, you're trapped as shit. And we see like a kind of drunk dude walk into it, and that's kind of how it starts. And then like people are like start to realize that they can't get out. So basically, and this seems to be the theme with these veils like that they've been working on. Um, from the training arc where it was just to keep Gojo out, everybody could come and pass, and then the one that Mechamaru fought with, where afterwards Ghetto says he think he like perfected it, I guess, and he like picked up that nail. So I don't know what that means, but basically they've been working on this one. So it's not like that tide of a veil it keeps in regular people, but then the sorcerers can come and go. Right. And we know from the hidden inventory that Ghetto's plan is to get rid of non sorcerers, so but I don't know. I feel like he'd want to kill more than what was trapped in there. But yeah, well, I guess it, it kind of makes but, sense. But, and then it, say like uh, some, but something was saying like bring Sataru Gojo. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get that. Like everybody was saying that at the walls, they're like bring Gojo Sotaro, uh, yeah. Satoru Gojo, and then they even the supervisors were telling people that people just started telling him to come. Yeah. So and then, then one dude was like shouting it, and then someone was like, "Who is that?" He's like, "I don't know who that is." <laughs> yeah. But everybody else was everybody else was saying it, so I'm like, "Where is this dude?" That's what I thought. I was like, "How does that guy go know Gojo?" But he's like, "Hell, I don't even know." Him, but they said bring Satoru Gojo, so I was like, "So okay. I wonder if like one of the curses or uh, somebody ghetto or just somebody who's involved in the side like started saying that to like rile the people up to start doing that." Yeah. Another thing I forgot to mention is that some people, most of them are pretty safe, but some people did get like sucked up into like a whirlwind kind of thing, but they didn't really dwell on that very long. It's just like a group of certain group of people got like swept up into the air and then they didn't really go from there. They kind of mentioned it later that some people got sucked into the subway, like toilet water, but oh yeah, I'm but not, they all made I'm, it out alive or something. Yeah. Oh, they did all. I'm not oh, sure. I don't know. But yeah. What the point is with that yet? They kind of brushed over it, but I'm sure, I mean, we're going to get into it more. Yeah, they, the sorcerers really didn't all... seem too concerned about it, so. Yeah, and that's the, one of the things that Panda said that they're trying to limit casualties, but then he was like, but we don't care about the casualties of regular people. So, which that teacher said that, yeah, they're not doing anything, they're all fine right now, you know, they're worried because they can't get out, so. I don't know if this shit's about to be dark, like some regular humans are about to get slaughtered in here or what. Yeah. But we'll go over the teams real quick. So it kind of starts cutting away to teams. So we got Team Nanami, which is led by Kento Nanami, Grade 1 Sorcerer. Takumi Ino, who we have seen before um, with Nanami. He's a Grade 2, currently under evaluation. Is he the guy with the the beanie? The beanie. Yeah, Yeah, the beanie guy. Bing. And then uh, <laughs> Megami is also grade two, currently under eval as well. And then Eno tries to like give Fushiguro a little lesson to like play his seniority card, but yeah, of course like, Megami, yeah, Megami knew, knew it. That. And Nanami was like easy on the you know upperclassman shit. He's a smart kid. 
And then we got Team Zenning, which is a freaking interesting team for sure. Um, we got Naobito Zenning, Grade 1 Sorcerer. So the head of the Zenning clan, I'm pretty sure, who doesn't want... who They've been stopping Maki from, you know, moving up in the ranks this whole time. So it's weird that they would pair her with him and that he didn't seem like he hated her too much. But we got Maki Zenning, who is still a Grade 4, currently under Eval as well. And then yeah. Nobara Kurosaki, Grade 3, currently under Eval as well. Um, last team is... And to me, this is a new character. I'm not sure if you remember him. I don't. Atsuya Kusakabe. Shout out to Shinra Kusakabe. But he's a second-year teacher at the school, apparently. And he is also a grade one sorcerer. You remember seeing the, him in anything? Was he the one he's talking the one with, to Panda? Yes, he's the one with Panda. That's the team, just him and Panda. Uh, I can't remember if we've seen him. But yeah, I didn't... I, I couldn't say I recognized him from before. Or yeah, anything. me either. It seemed new to me. But yeah, Panda yeah. is on his team, and Panda is a grade two sorcerer. And I found this interesting. It said, evaluation currently postponed. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the, what the deal is with that, if it's because the principal or who knows. But I just thought it was interesting that everybody else was under evaluation, but Panda's is currently postponed for whatever reason. Yeah. And all these teams are not, they're not going in to like find the curse or whatever. They're all on standby. And they say to catch any of Gojo's rebounds. I don't know what that means, but that's what they said. Basically, I guess if there's any, uh, uh, what do you call them? Like curses that get out? Yeah, they, they pick them up, basically. Yeah, that's all I could think of, too. But So they're yeah. not going in. I guess they're just sending that boy Gojo in, solo dolo, and at the end of the episode... I've already seen some memes of this too. Like it's a pretty good one, just because it's short. It's just like go just stepping, like sticks his hand through and then steps through, and then it ends. It says twenty thirty one. Satoru Gojo arrives, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah. And did you see how much taller he was than that kid? Yeah, he's tall as shit. Like he, always, they've always drawn him like that, even in the hidden inventory. I mean, I gotta oh, look up his height. Like six I did. one minimum. No, I I googled it after that. He's six three. I was like, shit, that's six, a tall three. ass. That's a fucking tall J- Japanese man. <laughs> Heck yeah! It's like, kind of I don't know. It plays with the character. It's kind of cool that he's tall too, and like it's like recognizably tall. Yeah, like he was he towered over that kid when he knocked him over. He goes, "Oh, hello there," <laughs> and knocks him. Over. I was like, shit, he's yeah, pretty, pretty badass entry for sure for Gojo. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm worried about him this arc i don't i mean they're obviously going to trap him though. it's just going to be i'm i'm excited to see how what their plan is to get him sealed because it's gonna have to be a very intricate plan but you know yeah. it's a ghetto a guy who probably knows him better than anybody and he's got some powerful curses on his side but i think it's going to be good for it's going to have some good story just because it's not going to you can't just bull trap bull crap trap gojo like you're going to have to think this shit through and yeah. explain it to the audience so I think it's going to be some top-tier writing from the manga. It's definitely going to be because I feel like I haven't read ahead or nothing, but it's got to be, I feel like however they trap him, it works because they wouldn't be calling it the Shibuya incident for a reason. Yeah, that's, I don't, I guess I've just kind of thought of it that way too. Like he's for sure getting trapped and other people are going to have to step the fuck up. Yeah, Which exactly. Sucks, but it's like good too. Not good, but you can't always just rely on one person. Right. And I feel like the mangaka did that because hey, fuck, I uh, not saying this is what he had planned, but 
or he maybe he did. Like I made fucking Gojo too powerful, so I gotta find a way to get this character sealed off somewhere so these other characters yeah. can get some development. It's always, ho- yeah, it's a good way to do it. Hopefully, it works out good because it's always interesting when you have like a very strong character that's overpowered. Sometimes it it just gets hard to write shit for them. They've it makes a ca- interesting characters. Gojo's interesting as shit, but. Yeah, this will be a big moment, you know, for his character, I think, just how he can be stopped, because, see, like, Goku is so powerful, so you just, really, the only thing you can do for him is to keep making stronger people to fight, you know, which doesn't matter, because most people aren't watching DBZ for that, but then, like, someone like Itachi, where it's, like, he was so OP that, basically, he had to, like, lose his Sasuke on purpose, oh, and he happened to be fucking deadly ill for the last 20 years. Yeah. You know, you kind of just throw in like a little nerf on the character because, yeah, they wrote them too powerful. So I'm hoping that it's just they outwit him basically and just all the right moves to get him trapped. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited. I mean, I'm ready for this thing to get rolling. Let's yeah. hope it lives up to the hype. Stuff. I think it will. And not, even I think it'll be better than a Dark Deku arc for Dark, sure. That's what I would say. They, <laughs> <laughs> the people let us. The, <laughs> The manga readers let us down with the Dark Deku arc hyping that shit up, but I don't yeah. think I don't think this one will. Not no, that the Dark Age so Deku either. arc was bad, but like everybody was just like literally everybody was just like, Y'all ain't ready for this and now yeah. apparently we're not ready for the Shibuya arc, so Right. So I'm I'm assuming it's gonna be much better. It's gonna be much darker for sure. That's just Definitely. JJK. Well yeah guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week for episode eight. I'm Brennan. Colton. Thanks for listening.